Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot, that's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who. He is friend of the show, Dane Five, who also at some point will be on the podcast at 1075thefan.com. What's up? Are we doing what? Did I wake you from a nap? No, no, no. I, uh, uh, what, I'll be. You're on a podcast. What? This is going to be put on a podcast. Oh, oh, I thought you said I was doing a podcast. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are we live? <laughs> <laughs> that was awkward. Okay, so. Uh, What's up, man? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, yeah. are, you, are you working out or something? You seem a little no, bit out no, of breath. I'm in the land of Sparty. I'm in the land of Sparty. I'm at the. I, I uh, I'm watching practice at Michigan State, uh, trying to learn a few things, and then uh, I'm I'm doing the uh, Oakland Fort Wayne game tomorrow night on ESPN Plus. Are that's you what really? I do now. Oh, yeah, well, that's good, what I do now. I, good I for you. TV, I watch practice. That's what I do. Good for you. You're on the road all the time, aren't you? Nah, I wouldn't say all the time. You know, there's times where I just, uh, you know, I kick it at home. I um, help around the house. I took out the trash yesterday. Did, Did you? That? Yeah. And uh, that's impressive. Yeah. What else? How much trash you guys really? have? Do you guys recycle? Do you uh, have a yellow I lid to recycle? recycle? I do recycle. Yep. Yeah. I uh, rinsed out my coffee cup this morning, put it in the dishwasher. I'm good. I'm learning. Coming domesticated. Does the family get tired of having you around? They do. They do. My 13-year-old doesn't speak to me very often. <laughs> my 9-year-old just makes fun of me, tells me I can't read. <laughs> You've probably been there, and or maybe. Oh, there. man. It's ridiculous. I get told all the time. I'm thinking I know so much more than all you guys. What are you guys talking about? Don't, do you say exactly. that, or do you just kind of sit there and take it? You know, I just I, I kind of live on karma. You know, you right. You, you get what you what you deserve, and when they when they treat me like dirt, so somehow I think they're going to end up eating dirt or something eventually. And sure, they do know the word karma, so they believe in it. I just don't think it matters to them. They just like to bully me. These uh, the nine year old. 13-year-old girls just bully me. That's what happens, man. Yeah, I mean, Lenny, right. Lenny does that all the time. I'm, I'm at a point now where I get, if if I call Lenny, it literally is a 10-second call. <laughs> 10 seconds. Okay, you done, Dad? You done? Yeah. Or she has her phone turned off because she's watching something or she's on the line with her friends. So. Gives her a good built-in excuse. I am the odd man out in those conversations. 
So you're just an odd man. I am yeah, an odd, very odd, odd man. Dane Fife's with us. Is this IU team? Are they capable of finding? And I know you can get against Michigan State. You know, Tamar Bates was a guy that knocked down shots, and we've seen occasionally Trey Galloway be that guy. But consistency is what you're looking for here to help support Trace Jackson Davis. Do you think they end up finding that consistency, consistency offensively from somebody else they're looking for? Well, I think they can for sure. It's just, unfortunately, because of injuries, it's piecemeal. It, it, it's piecemeal. And, and, you know, I give them credit. They've still found ways to to win and stay, you know, stay relevant. But, um, you know, I think it's, it is it is piecemeal. So when you talk about a guy like Trey Galloway or Tamar Bates or Race or Geronimo, everything revolves around – consistency and expectations from the standpoint of if I'm a player, all right, when am I going to, when do my shots come? When am I going in? When, who, who am I guarding? How much, how many minutes am I going to get tonight? All that stuff um, is about routine and routine allows a team to one grow together, but two, to, to improve. And that's really what it's all about. Uh, is is getting better and peaking at the right time. That said, um, there's a lot of teams around the league that are dealing with injuries and dealing with new players. Um, you know, Indiana's fortunate that um, you know they've got they've got a really good player in Trace and a really good player in Race Thompson. Um, you got Miller Cop, who's fifth year. You've got Huchfino, uh, who's wise beyond his years. Um, but what what you have is is um, you've got a scenario where you've got some overwhelming talent in certain positions that should allow them to really take off here. And I've said that all year. They've got they've got talent beyond talent and size and experience. I think in the end, uh, you know, those players should should uh, be taken over and 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 winning some big games. Huchifino had himself an offensive struggle last night, Dane. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sitting. I'm sitting with um, sitting next to one of the coaches, old cronies, guy by the name of Doug Herner, played in the Final Four team for Michigan back in the early to mid '60s. Campy or Cassie Russell, right? Uh, played with Cassie Russell, but he just asked me. He said, um, "Does anybody play well on the road?" Uh, he said, "It's such a strange year where nobody looks good on the road. And everybody looks good at home. It's just Purdue and." Yeah, it's uh, well. Besides the boilers, uh, it, uh, just liking it to everybody's got new players. Too many new players, you know. Where I think Indiana um, going into the year, uh, you know, they had vets, they have vets, and they've got race back. And I don't know when X is going to come back, Xavier Johnson, but I would expect he'd be back. I don't know that, but um, Indiana's got enough. They've got enough. They've got what they need. It's just about coming together now. Here's it's not what they need. Here's Dane Fife on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline. You mentioned, too, you know, the question about winning on the road. With Purdue in mind, that may so far be, to me, their most impressive feat is not only winning on the road, but winning in one-possession games on the road mm-hmm. two and three times. Yeah. And then they had that one-possession game at home against Maryland. They also won that because, to me, that is more about – executing and certainly more about executing within 
your backcourt to get you into something and having freshmen there to be able to lean on, that may be, again, their most impressive asset to me of accomplishment so far. Well, a lot of it just comes down to experience. And I, and I, I mean experience among the players, but I think experience among the staff. Well, Matt Painter and his staff, Terry Johnson, the guy that's holding up the play call signs, he, he coached with me at Fort Wayne, but he was with Ohio State. He's been in the league. Um, you take a guy like Brandon Brantley, the guy that coaches their bigs, he's been in the league. He played in the league. A lot of it's just experience and, look, we've been there. We're going to show you how to do it, and they do it every single day that Purdue does. And, and Matt Painter, obviously, has been in the league for a long, long time, played in the league. So a lot of it is just experience with a staff that knows what the heck they're doing. And I think that's where Purdue's at, where, yes, they've got young players, but they also have older players that they know they can rely on. They're healthy. And they've got the young players, and they know how to put them in position um, to succeed uh, in every stretch and during every part of the game. They know what they need, and they've got the right players. I mean, Coach Painter talks about it all the time. he's He's got a really good pulse on what makes his team successful, and he knows what he's looking for when he goes and watches a young kid in high school. Yeah, there's no doubt. He has got a well beyond specific target, doesn't he? When it comes yeah, to it, who he wants. It takes time to learn that. I mean, he'd yeah. say, he'd probably tell you, he wouldn't learn it overnight. And it's just taking him time. But there's also experience within the league. I mean, he's got experience within the league. He's got, how many years has he been there? I mean, it's it's got to be around 17 or 18 yeah. as an assistant and a and probably 20 as an assistant and a head, closer to 20. Well, he's got 400 wins, so he's doing something right. That's right. 400 That's plus right. wins now, I should say. I'd say he's doing something right. What's it mean? Purdue and IU, and I know Purdue still has a game tonight against Penn State, but you're going to get round one coming up in Bloomington at 4 o'clock on Saturday, even with IU's loss last night. with disappointing. It's Maryland. That's coming up on the horizon for the Boilermakers on the road, another chance to prove themselves, uh, certainly in a hostile atmosphere. But you know, as that matchup is concerned for somebody that's coached in it, somebody that's played in it, what does that still mean to you? Well, I think um, it's uh, it's a situation where when I look at Purdue, I've got a lot of respect for what they've done as a program. I've got a ton of respect for Matt Painter and his staff. Um, and from an IU perspective, um, you know, win or lose, it, it really kind of dulls the, dulls the intensity of it for me just because um, it's – they're such a fun team to watch and they represent kind of everything that, that I grew up on everything that I've done to this point in my career, whether it be coaching at Fort Wayne, playing at Indiana, or uh, like I said, back here watching Michigan state's practice. It's like, okay, it's par for the course for me. This is, this is normal. This is home. This is what it feels like to be successful. And so for me, the the rivalry is a little dulled um, because uh, of the, my exposure to to these other programs, and I'd like to see Indiana, you know, continue to to build back and get to uh, the Michigan States and the Purdue's, and uh, they've got the they've got the they've got the personnel, they've they've got what they need, and I think uh, this will be a step in the right direction to to take care of home at assembly hall and then, and then be able to go on the road and, and 
battle at Mackey. Um, I think it would do a lot for the program. It would do a lot for the fan base. I know it hates a strong word, but this is just in terms of competition, of being a competitor. When you played, did you hate Purdue? No, but I, I understood the hatred. I felt the hatred um, for Purdue. I felt the hatred back. But again, it's I just it's I've got too much respect for him to hate him. Um, and you know, there's a there's a there's a type of respect maybe where that it does involve hatred. But my type of respect, is, I just got too much respect for how they play, what they do, how they act. Uh, and to be honest with you, Fletcher Lawyer uh, is is like family. I mean, he's from my hometown, grew up, I've known him since he was four or five. It'll be hard to root against Purdue. I suppose I can, but, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, feeling good about my feelings this Saturday. Are you going? I might, I might. Oh, you're still on the fence, a little on the fence. Well, I just say, you know, it's, it's too, too soon, too soon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well you've been to a game haven't you you're just talking about this I game in, in particular I, I only go if i can find a ticket if i can bum a ticket sit up behind the behind the basket in that suite because one it's free food it's really good food but two it just, it's not a distraction yeah. i just don't have any interest in being a distraction not that i think i'm somebody important it's just i don't have any interest in being a distraction for the players or the staff i mean it's felt like a drama queen this spring and it's like, yeah. I don't want to be a polarizing figure to where it's like oh lord you know look who's here I, I don't I don't want to feel like that I don't want people to think of me as that so I don't, I don't really want to be a distraction it's you know it's not it's not about me it's just I want those guys to be able to focus and not have to look over and have one ounce of you know something that draws them away from what they have to do have you talked to those guys? Any of the guys that you might have been closest players. with? Yeah, the players. Since uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I have, and they've texted and called, and I see them and I talk to them. But I think it's, um, you know, I I just I don't want anybody thinking that I'm doing anything to distract. So I, I keep my distance, uh, but I'll text them every once in a while with something positive. But you know, or. I may shoot Miller a cop a text, tell him make sure he's rebounding or guarding. Miller and I, you know. Tell him to put his eyeball back in after last night. That eyeball, I think, came out. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was interesting. But, uh, you know, Miller was one of the first guys to reach out when things went down. And, and uh, But I'm still pretty close to a lot of them. Um, and some calls, some not as much. It's, it's a goofy situation, but... That's all right. Human nature. I, I'm yeah, I, I, I think about it. I think about it in terms of this, and obviously, I'm nowhere near your shoes in this. But there's no playbook, Dane, for this. There's not. No. I mean, there, there. You just kind of go with the way that you feel, and if that's the way that you feel, um, especially in terms of your respect for everybody involved, I think everybody should get with that. I, that's admirable to me. Because again, there's yeah, no playbook for what you're going through, what you have gone no. through. No, and and you know what? The, the biggest thing is recognizing. Look, everybody that this happens to, you know, gets screwed. You know, no matter what, you you get screwed, and that's. But it's happened to a lot of people. Like I'm not the first that's had to deal with this, um, and that's generally not the problem. Is is looking myself in the mirror. It's just, it's it's the it's the family aspect. 
you know, it's just my family. Are they okay? Are they going to be okay? And you can imagine as a dad, yeah, family man, that's what it's all about. Well, I mean, you kids hear it. They will, they will hear it in, in and around Bloomington. They'll hear stuff. Yeah, but you know that's what? Tough. To be honest with you, I, they don't. They don't. They do? Well, good for them. I, and maybe initially. But good for I, their I school, too. Most yes. people kind of understand, like, this is goofy. The goofy deal. Yeah. Like, it's not right. Something, something's not. Something's goofy. And that's not good or bad. It's just, hey, look, from my stance is, look, the coach has a right. The boss has a right to, to hire and fire whoever he wants. And I got to respect that part of it. I don't have to agree with it. But I think by and large, um, just by taking the appropriate actions following the whole thing, both of us, both parties involved, um, it's allowed people to just say, look, these kind of things happen. And may, we may know, we may never know. But, you know, I, I can look at Dane's body of work and say, hey, look, he's never – you know, he ten years for Tom Izzo. He's a head coach. He's a lot of things, but he's not this, this, or this. And so I can accept that. You know, with with the scenario and 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 let bygones be bygones. Yeah, I still think you should go. I, I I know you're gonna, and that sounded great, but I, I I don't think that that I think you should go. I think you should go on on Saturday. Sit up there and eat. Well, if I Hang can out. get a ticket, here's my here's my ploy. Okay, I need a ticket in the seventy six suite. If any, I'll stand. I'll I'll be the water. I'll be the 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 seventy six suite. Um, yeah, all right, the seventy six suite. To, I got to have somebody to uh, to um, do my dirty work and make go up for thirds at the pumpkin if the line for the pumpkin pie because that pumpkin <laughs> pie is phenomenal. Mm. Does that come from any particular bakery in and around Bloomington? Because you know how much I, I love I Bloomington. So I don't know. I'm going to find out, though, because it is good. Hey, I saw where uh, Bob Knight was. Was he at a practice, I think, earlier this week? I don't know if this yeah. is something you're privy yeah. to. Do you think that he attends that game on Saturday? No, no, no. No, I don't think so. But the general will come from time to time. To time. You know, he's living in B-Town, and, you know, yeah. it's just when it's cold, it's – you know, for anybody, you got to find a way to get out and about, get out and around. Yeah, listen, I get about a thousand pictures when he's at Culver's. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> when well, he's when he's when he's out at Culver's, the pictures flow to me. Well, Laskowski makes him a special drink. I'm sure. You know, I'm some sure. kind of shake. <laughs> yeah. Laskowski. They call it like the, the general the general shake. Right, the yeah. gen, the general shake. So Culver should be listening. They should, but listen, that place is endless. It's always got a line wrapped around it there. Man, West West Third Street Culver's had no idea what they were doing when they let Laskowski put that thing right there. No, I don't think Laskowski did either. But he's figured it out. My yeah. gosh, they're killing it. He's opening what? one up in Jasper. Seymour. Oh, is he really? Jasper and Seymour. I tell you what, would you, they need to thank me because you know, most on West Third Street that are in that drive through are from Greene County. You know, Greene County is coming in there to have Friday night dinner at Culver's (laughs) because the line at Texas Roadhouse was too long. Oh, geez. Seriously. I mean, you, you drive by, you drive by Texas Roadhouse and everybody, it's five degrees below zero and everybody's sitting out there on the bench. You know where you're going for Friday night meal. 
John Leskowski's Culver's. Hey, that, it, Roadhouse is a, it's a, it's it's going strong. It's a great spot. Shout out to Jasper and Culver's, by the way. I love Jasper. I don't know if you understand how much I love Jasper. Is that right? Love it. Hmm. Even though Michael Lewis grew up there, too. That got me thinking. I mean, sometimes I want to think otherwise, but not even Michael Lewis growing up there can uh, persuade me not to love Jasper as much as I do. Seriously. Well, you can still drive through Jasper and and, uh, feel like that – that's got that hometown feel, I think. Yeah, it does. I don't know why, and that's why you love Jasper, but I kind of, I can appreciate the hometown feel. Well, you're in, you're you're in your domain right now, being up in East Lansing. You're in the state oh, of Michigan, land of Sparty. It is a beautiful spot. Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. There's no way anything's beautiful up there where you are right now. Come on. Oh, you got the snow on the ground. I love snow. Snow on the ground is probably dirty snow. What is it? Brown? No, no, Brown no, snow? It's, yellow it's snow? Clean snow. Clean snow. I like <laughs> yellow snow. I don't mind yellow snow. <laughs> Dave Five is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Let me get serious to close out with you. Both sides of the basketball looking ahead to Saturday. Things you would look for for IU to be able to, to hang in that game at home and then things that you're going to have to do to uh, to get Purdue in a, in a bad spot if you're IU, and what are you looking for from the Boilermakers too, Dane? You know, there's no great way to, to just stop Edie, Zach Edie. What you want to do is just kind of limit the damage, and that's how we played them last year. Um, just try to move them out a step or two, and I'm not sure that that's how that Indiana will play them this year, but, um, you know, just – I think the matchup that I'm interested in is the Hood Shafino um, matchup with, um, gosh, dog it. What's, what's, um, Braden Smith? Nope. The other def- big, big, uh, defender. White kid, uh, let me think here. Um, oh, you're uh, at Morton. Ethan Morton? From, from Pennsylvania. Morton. I just, I They're gonna, so name. he's going to be matched up. He's going to be matched up with Hood Shafino, Ethan Morton, will? I think I wasn't I even think thinking that'll about be that. Morton's matchup because Morton is just physical. He's active. He's strong. Um, he's a smart defender. Uh, I, I am. I'm interested to see who who will match up with Ochefino. Uh But I think it, a big part for us last year and how we were successful is we were able to get out and run and make some plays. Um, you know, and that's Purdue wants to slow it down, and Purdue is a different team offensively. I mean, they're they're willing to slow it down every possession if they have. Last year they did because because Jaden Ivey um, was so dynamic, and they wanted to get out and run for him. Yet probably the best thing to do is slow it down and wind you up on defense with their 
coming off screens and they wear out the guards. Then they'll either throw it inside or drive you. I think that's what they're back to is they just wind you up. They wind you up on defense. They wind you up, and then they get it to the point. They either dump it in or drive you or, or shoot it if they're, if they're open. And so um, I think, uh, you know, you've got to find a way to stop Ivy, the matchup between who, who's guarding who's Shafino, and then uh, can Indiana get out and run and get some easy baskets. You think um, that we'll, we'll first start out against Trace? Um, who's who's Edie Garden? I don't know, but but they guard one another. I would just you assume like, that I would assume one or the other probably wouldn't have the responsibility defensively. No, are you thinking Edie on Galloway? Um, I'm thinking Edie probably not on so much bench. starting the game. Yeah, on the bench. That's where I'm putting him. Yes, on you're the bench. That's where I'm putting Edie. No, I, all right. So you think you think problem. that Trace and Edie are going to to guard one another? So what you're thinking? Absolutely. Then. Okay. Absolutely. And the big thing for for Trace is he's got to set the screen. Trace has a tendency to not set it. He has a tendency to move out of the screen and try to get to the roll quicker on a ball screen. He's got to set the screen because if he gets his guy open, he gets his ball handler open, then it forces Edie to guard the ball, which allows Trace to either get defu- get behind Edie or get a get a good angle to where he can go finish with his left hand. And that'll be a big part. But um, I think, I think you know, Purdue, they're going to do Purdue things in the post. When Trace catches it, they're doubling. That's what's going to happen. And they're going to double hard, and they're going to be aggressive with it, and they're going to rotate. Uh, so I think the biggest part is, is how are they going to stop E, and can they get out and run? Yeah, just and it, it, get out it, and run to get easy baskets. Trace has to have support. For them to hang, there's no doubt about that. So, didn't get it last night. You know what's funny about it too? They didn't get it in Minneapolis a week ago either. But with the way that Minnesota team was made up, beaten up, and who was playing, you were able to survive that lack of support, you know, down the stretch. But uh, that just wasn't the case last night. Man, I'm telling you, Hood Shafino. I think they even mentioned on the broadcast. I think Robbie mentioned it. He was one for fourteen, and everything was back iron along. He just could yeah. not find it. Well, it's hard for for freshmen. I mean, it just is. It's hard all over the. It's hard all over the the league. It's hard all over the country. I mean, Fletcher Lawyer at Ohio State, I think, you know, built a house the first half, and he didn't shoot great the second half, but then wins the game with a three late in the game and finally makes one. And you know, it's just it's just part of being a freshman, especially when you're. You're not seven five or seven two. You can't just stand there and be tall. You know you've got to do things that that involve a certain amount of skill work. That you know in the end, and that's why that's why you know freshmen don't quite understand ever that the key to key to playing is not your offense, it's your defense, and that's what keeps you in the game because that's the one thing that that um, you can rely on. And we coaches, we think we can score the ball for our team. But the one thing we don't think we we don't know we can't do is is stop the other team. That involves the human element. So some reason Dane Fife believes that pumpkin pie will be served in early February in the seventy six room lounge, whatever that is. So if you've got a ticket, an extra ticket, extra Dane two. would love it. I need to. You need and to. I'll you need to. I will be. I will. I will go around. I'll be uh, a busboy. They serve alcohol up in there. 
I'm not positive. Can you will you mix drinks? Have you ever mixed drinks before? Have you ever been a bartender? No, no, but I'll do that. I'll do that. I can do that. Do you, I mean, do you know all the drinks? No. Okay. No, I don't. I can look them up. So you better if if Dane Five serves you in the seventy six lounge, you probably just it better be just like a uh, a Larcity and Coke or something like that. Because if it gets much deeper than that, you don't you don't want to have to go to the the, the playbook of drinks to bar bartend up in there. So no, keep it simple. Don't plan on me opening your drink, I'm not stirring <laughs> it just because I'm trying to watch the game. Well, we're gonna get you up in there. This is it called the seventy six lounge. Seventy six sweet. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Seventy six sweet. I don't think I, if you can do that. I don't know what I'll do, but I'll give you a round trip to Jasper. How about All that? Paid. How about that we go? And we'll go take our picture in front of the boyhood home of Michael Lewis. And that'll be worth less than it would have been worth 20 years ago. Definitely. Trivia question. Quickly. <laughs> name, name Michael Lewis's first name. Jed. Dennis. <laughs> no, it's not. Is it really Dennis? It I don't want to laugh because it is. Is it a family member? Yeah, but he won't mind. What he if I call mind. him Denny? Can I call him Denny, Denny from now on? Well, Denny's his dad's name. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. that. You stick with Dennis. Dennis Lewis. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> 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 I'm using that from now on. He's going to yeah, be pissed. I, I, well, I owe him one. When I was uh, filling in for the, uh, what is that show, your noon show called? The Midday, the Fan Midday Show. I mean, you were in here. You didn't. Show. You didn't ever say it. The fan midday show. No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, when I was filling in, uh, and Dennis, you uh, embarrassed me by giving me a media lesson based. Oh no! You know, I, I used the phrase like I said. Now, coach, talk about this or this or that. Well, first of all, you don't say talk about you know media one hundred and one, and clearly. It just just totally embarrassed me. Um, so I owe one. So, Dennis, if you're listening, great win last night at Bowling Green. Well done, Dennis. Um, Dennis has a big one coming up um, on Friday. I'm going. It's on uh, at 6.30. On my way back home from the land of Sparty, I'm going to stop and see Dennis. They play 6.30. Who's the, who's uh, the greatest see. Who's the greatest person of all time named Dennis? Um, the only one that really comes to mind is Dennis Johnson. God rest his soul. Right on. Um, Dennis Eckersley. Dennis Eckersley. Uh, Dennis Dennis Weaver was an actor. Dennis Weaver. No. no, no, no. See, that's just the weirdness of JMV. Yeah, Dennis uh, Weaver. He was McLeod. You, you don't know McLeod? No. See, that's they that's have TV your, in Michigan. That is your. Uh, that's that's your audience. They'll all know. It's just the kind of the the weird Green County ish yeah. type thing that and millions, millions, they love you. Let me but, tell you this. Shout out to I'm, Green I'm, County for the incredible push for Culver's on the west side. I'm gonna tell you, do better tell that former Hoosier Laskowski that every Friday night that thing's packed full of G Sears. Hey, you know what? Let's bring JMV and Fife. Uh, yes, get our own culvers. There. That's it right there. That is it. Me and you and the general yeah. concrete mixer. Yeah, there you go. Made First especially for the general. Dennis Weaver. <laughs>
Yeah, I can't wait. Coach Dennis Lewis, that's exactly – I'm going to have him on just for that. Joining us now, Coach Dennis Lewis of <laughs> Ball State. That's outstanding. I can't wait to do that. Let's book him this week just for that. Hey, oh, man. all right, tomorrow night, Fort Wayne and Oakland, correct? Yes, ESPN Plus, let's go, at Oakland. Dane Fife, Neil Rule, just killing it. Love Put it. people to sleep. Absolutely love it. Hey, keep doing what you're doing, man. I don't Seriously. know what I'm doing. We'll get you a spot in the 76 Club Lounge Room whatever on Saturday, too. If anybody has two tickets to the 76er, Dane Five will serve in 10 bar. Yep. Just so Andy you know. Pumpkin pie. Hey, Jay Shipman, by the way, of Seymour, wants to give you a shout-out. Shout out to Jay. He's inside the lounge via YouTube Live. People get loose in there. I'll tell you right now, Jennifer and Charlie and Gary and Lick, uh, short for Lickety. Yeah, Lick. He goes by Lick. Lick. Call me Lick. Okay. So they love you in there. Well done. Jay, Jay, what's up, my man? I appreciate it. All right. Tell everybody in my favorite state I said hello and have a great broadcast tomorrow night, too. And uh, we'll, we'll catch up. If you hear anybody that's got some tickets for you, let me know that we work that out. I will. I will. And I'll thank you and get your expense, all expense paid trip to Jasper. Can't wait. Thanks, buddy. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Thank you. Appreciate you, Damon, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline weekday morning, 7 until 10 a.m. He is the co-host along with Jake Query. The show is titled Kevin and Query, and Kevin Bowen joins us right now. So when you're putting together tacos for the kids, are we slapping sour cream on the tacos? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Rosie's really into, well, her dad is more into Parmesan than anything, not on the tacos, but on you know, pasta, pizza, et cetera. And my, Maddie is not too happy that I have instilled that into her at a young age, and she now wants Parmesan a lot. So, yeah, condiments are always big. Yeah, we put, uh, we put sour cream, we put ketchup on just about anything. I mean, hell, we've dipped everything in ranch, you can imagine. Do you, um, do you ever eat? spaghetti or elbow macaroni or bow ties or anything like that without sauce and just parmesan cheese oh yeah that, me too that, 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 I, I rarely i rarely put sauce on any pasta i eat that is the staple occasionally a little bit of butter but honestly um i could literally just go noodles and parmesan cheese yeah, and i too. could that could probably that could probably be my diet till i till i go under i can't too you know it was weird too back in the 90s it was supposed to be a good thing like, that was supposed to be kind of a low-fat diet. It was back in the era of snack wells. You remember the product snack wells? They were like sure. cookies. And yeah. it said, like, low-fat, 
and then you ended up eating a thousand or the entire box or whatever, and then it didn't turn out to be low fat. But back in the nineties, uh, it was supposed to be good for you and healthy for you to eat rice and pasta. And then somehow along the way, we get to the stinking two thousands, and it becomes bad for you. The nineties were great. Yeah, God, we got to bring that back. No, we I do. Was, I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that was literally it was my diet in college. I mean, frankly, it was my diet probably until I got married. And whenever my wife's out of town, that's certainly a go-to. I used to put, because they said back in the 90s, again, doctors, verified doctors said that hot sauce, hot sauce consumption would lead to a sped-up metabolism. So I put hot sauce on everything, especially rice. Hot sauce on everything. Because I thought my, my metabolism is like an old woman churning butter. Right, it's just so I put hot sauce on everything. I never really found that that to be the case, but that was what the doctors said back in the nineties. Hot sauce. You know, I I always thought I had a great metabolism, but I'll tell you what. Ever since I've turned what am I now thirty three, probably thirty one. Man, the metabolism is just gone. I mean, yes. If I even try to eat like I did in college. Boy, I'm I'm really tipping the scale. I can barely get the uh, get the old wedding ring on anymore. Well, if you ever need any testosterone, I've got plenty here in the keg. <laughs> well, as we found out a few weeks ago, rubbing oils at about eight a.m. in the morning in the car. So I've I know got, who to call there, a, right? I've got a keg full of test. Testosterone right here. I can sprinkle it all over you on my sprinkler system. <laughs> so right here, right. Because you, listen, you're, you are starting to. You're in your 30s now. You're starting to get to that point where maybe you start looking at it. So just telling you, it's coming. Noted. Noted. Uh, noted. Who my first call will be when that when, when that time arises. All right. Jeff, so somebody told me this the other day. It's Kevin Bone, by the way, joining us. Somebody told me that Jeff Saturday right now knows that he is not going to be the next head coach of the Colts, and he's resigned to that fact. And one of the reasons why is because that of Chris Ballard. And the reason why he was even in round number two was because of his relationship with Jim Irsay. You believe that? Um, I could see the... I, I, I get, so, so you're saying he, he's not going to be the head coach because of Chris Ballard? That's, well, and that he's not going to be the choice, comment. yeah, and primarily right. the reason. Yeah, I mean, I could certainly see that. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think Ballard was ever fond of the idea to begin with. I think as much as Ballard really loves leadership and that quality that Jeff Saturday does possess, and I think he enjoyed eh, – enjoy is probably not the right word, but – he certainly uh, welcomed the more public accountability that Jeff Saturday brought. I, I just, you know, I, I, I never thought that Ballard would view him as some top three, top four candidate. I always felt like there would be others out there that would meet the Ballard kind of leadership threshold, but also have, you know, more of a natural, you know, stepping stone throughout the NFL and, and could build a staff that I think would appease Ballard as well and all of those things so basically the vibe that I've gotten is things have certainly cooled on the Saturday front I, I felt like even late in the season just the continued embarrassment even Jim Irsay couldn't look in the mirror and say that's the hire that I'm going to make obviously it's Irsay you never truly know but at this point 
Um, I would be, I'd be, I'd be surprised if Jeff Saturday got the job. So Kevin Bowen, morning show co-host on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Do you think we'll ever know the reason why there was evidently zero interest in Jim Harbaugh? And I guess that's coming from the Harbaugh side. I, I'm just sitting here assuming that's why. Because I think, honestly, you have to be led by some of the most ridiculous people of all time not to see him as a great head coaching solution here. So if he wasn't on any list they had, to me, or I should say, to me, he had to be. And if he wasn't, that's an egregious error. And it has to be that Harbaugh had zero interest as to why you never heard anything here. You think we'll ever find out? Well, probably not. I mean, it would have to come from the Harbaugh camp, you would think. And that camp, I think, has had a just really odd messaging throughout the last you know couple of weeks and how they've handled all this. And, I mean, hell, there are even some people that thought Monday and Tuesday he was still in the mix in Denver. Um, you know, if Chris Ballard is the person that potentially felt threatened by Jim Harbaugh, uh, maybe that would influence things. You know, I, I, as much as Jim Mercedes interjected himself in some big, big ways over the last you know ten or twelve months, I do think in maybe the Harbaugh case or maybe the Jeff Saturday case, there is a little bit of a. All right, I did hire this guy. I am retaining this guy. Um, I did call him the greatest hire of the 21st century. And while there are parts of the Chris Ballard resume that it's quite shocking he still has a job at the end of his seventh year. Um, I think there are some, some signs you could point to if and when this hire is not just Saturday that Jim Mercer is letting him, you know, handle things in a little bit more of a normal GM manner or a little bit more of a manner he did certainly in the first few seasons um, when he was running things here in Indianapolis. But as far as Harbaugh is concerned, I mean – yeah, I, I would assume the Harbaugh camp, I guess Ursay, if he wanted to, could explain their side of it. But I, I I doubt that 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 ever gets out unless, you know, somebody connected to him or connected to, you know, the Michigan I, – I wouldn't even say the Michigan program. I would say Harbaugh or his agent. Those are the, probably the only people that, that know. John Stewart just wrote me this. I'm curious your thoughts. And I'll also get into this, too. If Saturday is not going to be the coach, why would Ursay set him up to be embarrassed if he thinks so highly of him? Do you think that what Ursay has done has embarrassed Jeff Saturday? Uh, I I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm no, I, I, I think we'll I, – I don't know if it's now. I don't know if it's March. But I think we'll come a point in time where we can separate the Jeff Saturday interim era and realize how – you know, great of a player he was and how key of a figure he was during one of the best eras in NFL history. Um, I, I, I will certainly not hold this this against him. You know, setting him up to fail, uh, you know, you go back to early November, I, I don't think Jim Irsay thought for one second it was going to turn out like it did, those final eight games. I, I think he legitimately thought Jeff Saturday would walk in here and would put together a respectable on-the-field product, on-field record all of that, and that would obviously strengthen his candidacy, put him in a different light in front of the fan base, all of those things. Um, I, I, you know, it, I would say the one aspect of Saturday that I think you know, definitely turns the fans off outside of just, you know, frankly how the team played under him was just the lack of, you know, public accountability that he had for himself 
you know, pretty much is laying all the blame at others and not acknowledging any of the blame himself. If there is kind of one area that, you know, maybe could linger again, I don't think it will, but that would probably be one area where it's just like you preach all this accountability. You have one of the worst interim runs of anybody in league history you would think you would take some responsibility. If he would have owned it, would you think comments? If he would, if he would have owned that, I mean, if he would have just straight out said, "Kev, all right, you no, know, I'm the coach. This is all on me. You know, this is you know this Dallas game at the end was a mess. Second half of Minnesota, a mess. I'm the coach. This is all on me. Would that have given you a different opinion about him? Uh, I, I don't like hold that against him and what I think of him as a permanent head coach candidate. I just found it. Uh, that that's how he reacted when accountability has been the word that he's preached from day one. Um, it just didn't really seem to match up. Like if you go side by side, the Jeff Saturday, Chris Ballard press conferences, the, the, the final two days after the season, you'll see totally different levels of, you know, public accountability. And, you know, Chris Ballard deserves or deserve to say what he said because he has failed this organization. And I do think, honestly, most of the issues are more personnel based than they were coaching based. Um, so I, I guess back to John's question, I, I don't think like, I think if you put out a poll right now and say, will the Jim Ursay interim era be something of a red, I don't know, a, a stain on his Colts resume, I would like to think, no, you know, time is gonna, I think probably need to be there for some people with that. But I think I can sit here and separate not only what he's met as a player to the organization, not only what he meant to the league during the lockout in 2011, I think I can separate that from, you know, this two and a half month era. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. I'm going to give Chris Ballard a pass just because he owned what did not work here. So I, I guess that's what I'm getting at, too, you know, comparing how Jeff Saturday responded to that run of his that was less than less than good. We know that. And certainly, you know, Chris Ballard just coming right out and saying, you know, and owning it. Um, while that's what had to be said, I mean, at the same time, you just go, okay, well, what else? I mean, you're, yeah. you're lucky you're allowed to be making any more decisions uh, the way that it is right now. Probably lucky, honestly, that you you had an owner prob- owner probably didn't want to make three of these major long-term decisions coming up and still had enough belief and confidence in you to be a part of this right now. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I look at you know Saturday's lack of ownership a little bit differently because I look at Ballard saying that, and while being completely honest and upfront, you know, also got a little used car salesmanship going on there to those sure. those fans out there. And, and again, I mean, Ballard is literally like the kid who brings home the 1.2 GPA and he apologizes to his parents for it. Well, no, 
no bleep. Like, you know, you, you aren't going to walk in the house and, you know, be chock full of excuses and, you know, mom and dad and say, oh, yeah, you're good, Johnny. You'll get him next semester. Like, no, he, he deserved, you know, all of the criticism that came his way and has, has come his way. And, um, you know, on January 10th or whenever th- th- that was, you know, all he can do is words and body language, and now it's actions from here on out. And the hiring of a head coach and what he does in free agency and how he re- retools his roster and what he does with the fourth overall pick and all those things will ultimately be how he's evaluated. But I'll go back to what I probably said to you, you know, the day after that ballot press conference. I mean, my overwhelming thought during it, or especially early on, was I, I cannot believe he's getting a seventh year at this. Because when you have no division titles in the easiest division in the AFC, you've won one playoff game in your era of six years. And again, the arrow is pointing down. It's not pointing up. You just went for 12 and one. The quarterback arrow is certainly pointing down. It's not like, oh, yeah, you know, in year four, you drafted that guy in the third round, and his development has been really nice behind the scenes, and we feel like we can give him a chance. Nobody's on that roster. Sam Ellinger doesn't sniff that. So the fact that that's where you're at, um, yeah, shocking to me. And, and, and to your point, um, you know, Jim Mercer not wanting to make the three big decisions, I think a lot of ego played into it as well, of not wanting to admit those extensions he gave Frank Reich and Chris Ballard were both wrong back in uh, August of last year. Yeah, there's a lot of backpedaling to make up for bad decisions right here. No doubt. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of it. Um, So, yeah. It's a Kevin Bowen morning show co-host Kevin and Query weekday morning seven until ten a.m. here on ninety three five and one zero seven five. The fan he's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So who's it going to be? Who do you think is going to be? You were going to take a guess. I will say this about the Colts: the last time we went through this, especially after the Josh McDaniels debacle in the eleventh hour, uh, that thing was the Titanic of leakage. If you remember, there was just <laughs> info squirting out of every conceivable angle then. But they've kept this thing pretty tight, without question. They have. They, you know, they go back to I'll never forget when Ballard was hired. About I guess what would that have been January twenty seventeen and. Ursay sending out a memo of, you know, loose lips sink ships and, you know, no employee should communicate with outside <laughs> media and all of that. I mean, it was like some just massive threat inside of the building for it. I do find it interesting that. Who, who sent that know, out had, back then, by the way? Who sent that? Well, I mean, it was technically a memo from Ursay. I, uh, I, I would, I, I assume it was a Pete Ward typed up memo. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, it was great. They, did it really say nice. loose lips sink ships? Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and, I, and I think I I want to say in parentheses it said and football teams. Oh, wow. Yeah, loose lips sink ships and football teams. So there was a little bit of a, um, you know, at least I chuckled at it when I saw it. Underlines in there, all caps. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, but I have found it a little bit interesting that they announced all the first interviews, you know, via their social media account. I mean, Jim announced some of them via his social media uh, but now that we've gotten into these second interviews, mum is the word. Yeah. Um, all of it has been quiet on that end. Um, and again, I, you know, I know full well Ballard once, and for the most part, I think has from his side of the building, kept a pretty, pretty tight um, ship with all of that. You know, who, who's it going to be? I, I come back to 
at Raheem Morris, and I come back to the two offensive coordinators from this week. Um, I, I don't write off Rich Bisaccia and Wink Martindale maybe as much as some others do because, you know, the reason why Jeff Saturday was even a candidate at all, or I should say the reason why Jeff Saturday was even one that Chris Boward and Jim Irsay both, you know, acknowledged as a candidate, and again, both of them a little bit different in their fanfare for Jeff Saturday, they do love the leadership aspect of Saturday. And if you talk to anybody around the league, for Wink Martindale, it's it's a Bruce Arians vibe. Ballard loves Bruce Arians. Ursay loves Bruce Arians. Um, with Rich Bisaccia, it's a leader, leader, leader. And Rod Marinelli, who is Ballard, one of Ballard's closest confidence around the NFL, was on that Raiders staff back in 2021 when Bisaccia took over for John Gruden, all the dysfunction. And they go 7-5, and five, and they win their final four, and they get into the postseason. I mean, it's a hell of an interim run. And really gave Cincinnati everything Cincinnati won in that wild card round of the playoffs. So uh, those guys are not candidates just, you know, whatever to, oh, yeah, we don't have a lot of old dudes on this, you know, coaching candidate list because both of them are old. Martindale 59 and Passaccia 62 compared to the coordinators and both under the age of 40 and Shane Steichen and Brian Callahan and, you know, Morris isn't even 50. So, um, they do check, or at least they bring that strong leadership element. And I think that's a great debate to have of, in Ballard and Ursay's eyes, what means more to them? Is it offense or is it leader? Because I think that's kind of how it boils down. Obviously, Martindale and Basashi don't coach on the offensive side of the ball. You know, in Steichen and Callahan's case, they both do that. And, you know, to be fair, they're – Young in the league, they haven't had tons of years being a coordinator. In Callahan's case, he doesn't call the plays. So maybe just that dominant leadership trait or whatever word hasn't really gotten out about that as much around the league. But I, I just don't think you can ignore – I, I, I like Morris, but I don't think you could ignore the trend in the NFL where we're at right now with these offensive coaches. And there's plenty of evidence that backs that up. And you got to get this pick right at quarterback. You know, it's not like you can patchwork it and say, oh, no, you know, whatever. Peyton Manning's already established. We'll bring Tony Dungy in here and Tom Moore is going to stay and everything's going to be all right. You're not in that situation here. So given that, given how important I think the continuity is on that offensive side of the ball, I think you need to go with one of them. It's Kevin Bowen with us. I'm assuming you saw this. Our friend Joey Molinaro put together a video where in detail uh, he was mimicking in this video both Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay in a conversation about Jeff Saturday, of which Jim Irsay actually retweeted with the laughing emoji. So uh, this entitles, I think, an opinion of trying to break this down, which is probably stupid and who really cares, but we're here. We might as well do it. Was that retweet was it laughing at the situation or was it Jim Irsay believing and knowing and understanding that situation how it played out by Joey was true uh, <laughs> it was a great video I encourage everyone out there to to watch it if they haven't already I, I honestly think his Ballard impression is spot on um, I know maybe not a lot of people have been exposed to Ballard in that public of a light but I, I think it's really really good um I think there are several people that have the password to Jim Mercy's Twitter account, so I'm curious if one of those people 
maybe got to Jim or got to the daughters and said, you know, I think it'd be really good to acknowledge this as a tweet and let's respond via that way. I don't know that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think you can look at Jim Irsay's Twitter account and you can pretty much see there are tweets from Jim and there are tweets from other people. I, well, I just, I, I just, I, I guess I just kind of think it's interesting considering it was something that was, you know, poking fun at that something that hadn't been said regarding how much Jim Irsay loves Jeff Saturday, but something has been talked about and described. And I, you know, if he if he didn't like being you know mimicked like that, for example, then I, I don't know. I I, I kind of caught between just liking it and laughing about it and believing that it's absolutely true how he was portrayed in that. Yeah, I mean, I would think if he didn't like it, there would be be no acknowledgement of it. Um, or we've seen in you know months past. You don't even have to say years past. You just go back to that Raiders game. Clearly, Jim Mercer was more than okay after that Raiders game, and that was probably more of a Bill Cower, Joe Thomas-directed tweet about the win and, and that's all that matters and the Al Davis reference and all of that. I kind of forget the exact wording of it. So, I mean, Ursay has certainly heard, you know, whatever, chirping about him before and has not been afraid to tweet about it. So, yeah, I, I, um, I, I again, I certainly saw it. I, I just assumed that was somebody else referencing it and giving a laughing emoji to it. But I don't know. Maybe that was that was Jim firing that off. So I had Bobby Marks on yesterday, and he seems to think that maybe there could be some activity by the Pacers coming up at next week's trade deadline. And I mentioned this because everybody wants to be described as either a buyer or a seller. But in the Pacers' case, they're a builder. And I think that if you can find something that equates to your vision of this team and also with you know the time frame, the age, the, the contractual age uh, that we're talking about here, that, that maybe there might be some activity here. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I'm curious. I, I guess these are all the names that have popped in my head about it. Um, four... Uh, Four of them I keep on coming back to. Daniel Tice, DJ um, McConnell, Chris Duarte, Gogo Batadze. I think you could make cases for any of those four moving them by next Thursday. Obviously, McConnell's probably the name that most people say, well, why would you move him? I mean, theoretically, and I know Andrew Nemhard has shown some ability to play off the ball. I still don't think that's maybe the best position he's suited. I mean, you, you, you drafted him to be the backup point guard of the future. Um, and if you're able to find some desperate playoff team that's like, hey, we don't have a backup point guard. We, we feel like that's a missing piece for our second unit. Uh, we are more than willing to you know, give up something of value. McConnell's under contract for more than a year, so you know, he wouldn't be expiring. We're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, that is something that I think you at least think about, listen and talk to other people because I think Tyrese Halliburton's voice carries really, really strongly right now. And as much as you love what TJ McConnell brings to the second unit, I think that's something you have to listen to. Obviously, Goga and Duarte is just not trending in a great direction for either of those two. Um, Certainly much less for Goga. Um, And then Tice, you know, I, I, I feel like when the trade happened, again, we haven't seen him yet. Sounds like he might play tomorrow. Uh, for the first time all year. So his health over the next week would probably be the biggest concern for teams trading for him. But, I mean, Daniel Tice started for the Celtics for like 20-some games in the playoffs, you know, very recently. And this is a guy that 
is not, you know, when he was traded, I think it was always thought just purely for contract and he would be moved again. Um, so you have a log jam in the front court already. You can't give minutes to your young guys. Um, that's why I feel like Goga and or Tice, you know, for different reasons, those guys could be moved. So uh, it's stuff that I would look into. I, I would probably go ahead and look at making such a move. Um, and I'll be really curious to see how the next, you know, eight, eight days unfold for the Pacers. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So I told a lot of people to uh, take a bit smooch off my butt earlier this week. Uh, actually, over the weekend is what I did regarding Miles. Do you think I'll be able to do that in the next year or so? Or do you think they end up with this particular two-year extension feeling the need to go ahead and send him someplace else? What do you think? Well, the, the issue there, John, is, I mean, no one, no one has shown any glimmer of, oh, yeah, that guy can be a starting center for you and i'm talking isaiah jackson jalen smith yeah not even close jalen smith has been he's he's out of the rotation now for the most part isn't he or at least he has been the past couple it seems like every other night flip a coin either jalen smith or isaiah jackson or a dnp coach decision um which is not ideal when you're talking about again finding similar depth you know future pieces in the front court like you have found in the backcourt here so um, I just don't see them finding some young center that in the next year or so makes you think Miles is expendable. Having said that, it's a super tradable contract. Um, I, I, Miles, I think, is going to continue to be very hungry to you know hit free agency here in a couple of years. Um, you know, for both parties, it, it just made so much sense. And I think playing with Halliburton, being the solo five, all of those things help out Miles big time. So um, I, I don't think. He will get traded, but the fact that the Pacers have the flexibility to do that and um, it's not a contract that I think is going to scare a lot of people. And, you know, I, I don't know if Bobby Mark said this to you, but I, I feel like teams around the league will now look at that and be like, okay, we don't have to worry about all of the work and signing Miles to an extension. We now know what that is. We were nervous about him as an expiring contract. We now know what that is that could be something this summer that you look into. And if you're able to net, you know, whatever, a young big guy or a first-round pick back from, you're not going to be able to find, I think, what Miles gives you and that he can protect the rim at a very high level. Um, and he can also stretch the floor. But let's be honest, if we're talking about the Pacers' defensive issues, Miles could grow another three inches and you'd still have defensive issues. I mean, with Miles playing what, you know, He's missed, what, five, six games this season? You're, you're 25th in defense. You have not been some de- defensive juggernaut despite having him, and that is an issue with wing defense, perimeter defense, guys who just struggle to guard. So you've got to upgrade out there, sp- 
specifically at the three and the four position, uh, if you're ever going to be uh, the defensive unit that you think you can be, obviously anchored by him at the rim. See, I will say this. I think the group that they have now just has to get better defensively and be more engaged defensively. I don't think it's something where you can actively go out and find somebody to piece in here. Ultimately, I think that this this group just has to grow together defensively and be better with what they have right now, too. I, I mean, I, I don't think you can overlook that at all. These guys just have to be better. They do. On the perimeter, have to be better. It's difficult, Kev, to stay in front of anybody in the NBA that I get it. But it has to be better than that because it creates so many issues in a league that is based upon three-point shooting. They get so burned by that night in and night out. And I think it's going to be up to this group, a lot of which they have right now, just to simply get better. And that's Halliburton included in this. Right, and again, the defense without Halliburton the last couple of weeks have been an issue. It's not like he enters the fray as some you know, big-time stopper on the defensive end of the floor. Obviously, he's going to help you out in other areas. He's not going to turn the ball over anywhere near as much as you have been, which has led to some of the struggles. I, I, I think a lot of it, John, is you just don't have enough length. You don't have enough athleticism. Um, you know, If your starting lineup of the future looks like Matherin and Halliburton and Turner – you know, and I guess healed, you would slot in there. You need that long six eight six nine guy. I mean, them watching them try to guard Giannis the other night, and I get that's for everybody, but everybody, they had yeah. nobody. I mean, Aaron Smith has given up how many inches to Giannis? You know, like you don't even have a sad young on your roster, like a six eight six nine guy that's a smart defender and not uber uber athletic, but certainly. It's been in the league for a while and, and knows what he's doing there. So I think that's such a missing piece for that end of the floor. They just get beaten off the dribble and they lack. I mean, I remember that Magic game last week, and I get the Magic. I've had a slew of lottery picks, so you see it firsthand a lot more. But they just lack length big time at that six eight, six nine, six ten spots. And if you look at all these teams around the league, you know, who, who guards Jason Tatum for you? Who guards – you know, even a I'm trying to think of the other wings. I mean, Giannis, of course. I, yeah, see, I, I and, and I, why I get that, Kev. I think in the Milwaukee game and in terms of Orlando, it is the drive and dish aspect. It is getting into the lane and having people spot up at the three point line and shoot wide open jump shots. You know what Giannis is going to do. He's going to torch anybody, but you can't let Pat Connaughton go off. And as good as Drew Holiday is, he can't be that good against you, even without Giannis, for example. And then in terms of of Orlando, I love me some Gary Harris, but you can't give up 22 to Gary Harris when he's allowed to spot up and shoot threes and not miss one out there. And I think that all starts with letting guys get into the lane and pick and choose where they want to take the basketball. And three's better than two in this case. Yeah, again, I think some of it is effort, but – I, I think if you were to look at the Pacers from a you know athleticism standpoint, the one, two, three, and four spots, Halliburton healed, you know, Mather and, and involved length as well. I just you know Matherin should be a better defender for how athletic he is. I will certainly give you that. But I mean, healed and Tyrese, they're not guarding anybody. No, there's no and, doubt. There's no doubt. And I just I, I think that four piece is such a missing ingredient, kind of that 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 big wing four piece to go along with Miles at center. That to me is where your lottery pick focus has got to be 
uh, assuming you are in the lottery, which certainly trended that way. No, I, I will say, uh, that, I, yeah, I will say this. I, I I will agree that that is a missing piece. I just watch the way this defense plays, and it is so easy to get three against them. And it all starts yeah. with what happens out front every every single time, assuming. So I, I guess I'm not so much worried about the superstars of the NBA getting theirs because normally they're going to get theirs. But, you know, when, when Gary puts up 22 against you on 6-of-6 six six shooting and, you know, Pat Connaughton is wide open and knocking down corner jump shots like their layups, that's that's what gets you beat. And when those games are closer, like when Milwaukee's closer, that's what ends up getting you beat that's your margin that is your margin of victory and and a lot of those just beyond having an elite level superstar player but not i will say this um i I like the way that things are going construction wise and i'll be very interested to see if they may find somebody like you're talking about and i I don't know if og ananobi is even a consideration whatsoever but and you know somebody like that that can spread that around a little bit would be nice he would be ideal. And by the way, Pat Connaughton, top five favorite athlete of me. I wondered, too, because you're a Notre Dame guy. Oh, that Elite Eight run. I mean, Notre Dame went small in those, you know, in those teams. Connaughton played the four. I mean, he, he's a great athlete. He's incredibly athletic, and yeah. He's had a really nice NBA career. And, hell, he'll probably retire from the NBA at 33 or 34, and he'll pitch in a major league bullpen for the next final three years of his professional career. That's Everybody thought that's where he would go. No, he, he's landed in a perfect spot for him. I, I tell you, somebody else yeah. who has that I'm sure you'd probably like to whip their ass, Grayson Allen. Has Grayson Allen landed in a perfect yeah. spot for Grayson Allen? That's incredible. I, I feel like Milwaukee just had, and obviously when you have Giannis, it helps. Yeah, but even right. when they didn't have Giannis and Middleton a few weeks ago and they and they put up 130 against the Pacers, like Jordan Nora coming off the bench, Yep. I mean, that is like perfect for them. Milwaukee is, obviously, you got to hit on, on the piece before you can do anything else, but... You know, the trade for Holiday, you know, moving Bledsoe, Lopez is developed. Yeah, it's darn impressive how they've been able to construct it all. Did I lay this joke on you last week about Brooke Lopez, what he leads the league in? I did, didn't I? Was that last week with you? I think, well, I think I told you that, that my brother was at a wedding up in Zionsville and the Lopez brothers were in the wedding. No, he leads the league. He leads the NBA in neck hair. He's got the hairiest neck in the NBA. My man, you know he uh, he needs a quick like it may be a daily thing for him right there. So he does, you know his. I think his brother's got the dinosaur arms. Right. He um yeah they got boy the hair. I don't know whose hair I'd rather have. I, <laughs> I, I think Robin's, but I don't know that thing. Is Robin still in the league? I believe so. Is he in Cleveland? Maybe. Where's Robin? Where's Robin Lopez? Look that up, Josh. I thought he might be back up to the back up to the backup in Cleveland. Yeah, he's a Cavalier. Well done. I, my knowledge of the Lopez brothers knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrific. <laughs> All right, brother. Tomorrow morning, seven until ten a.m. Kevin and Query, the Fan Morning Show. Appreciate you, brother. Love to the family. All right, thank you. See you, John.
Hey, fans want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home, right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot? That's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who.